Hello, you're listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. At Lifeway, we believe that life is better together. So stay connected with us by visiting www.lifeway.church or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lifeway Church. Now here's a message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Amen. So this series that we're in is called Opportunities. And I believe there's many opportunities to... Uh, to succeed in this time. You know, there are people hiding out, teaching and believing that the end of of time is, is near. Well, I don't know. I know. I know one thing, one thing. He's coming and I'm going. But until I go, I'm gonna work like he's not coming for another thousand years. How about you? That's my eschatology lesson for the day. It, it, you know, we'll, we're not going to argue over any scripture. I do know Jesus is coming, and I do know that I'm going. And so I'm excited about what he's doing in me and what he's doing in our church. I'm excited about the word of God. Look, look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16, or 15 and 16. This is the, the Passion Translation. It said, this is a warning for us, guys. This was written over 2,000 years ago, but it's still valid and relevant to today in 2020. Paul, writing to the church of Ephesus, by the Holy Spirit, he says this, so be very careful how you live. I just said, you know, we're in a pandemic. Be very careful how you live. Wash your hands. If they say put on a mask, put on a mask. The mask, let me just say this, the mask is, is not going, my faith is not in my mask. My faith is in Jesus. <laughs> if I have to wear a mask, I put on the mask. My faith is still in Jesus. Be very careful. Not being like those with no understanding. But live honorably. That means respectfully. We respect each other. And with true wisdom. For we're living in evil times. Imagine then them saying 2,000 years ago it was evil times. Evil times today, right? Times 100 uber evil times take full advantage of every day and that's the title of this message uh, this series opportunities take full advantage of every day or the new international version says making the most of every opportunity as you spend your life for his purposes so that's our foundational scripture for the series And we need to be uh, aware of every opportunity that we have every day. Every moment of every day is an opportunity to do what God wants us to do. Are we taking advantage of those opportunities? You know, the Lord's opening doors during this season while the world world is trying to shut everything down. Can, Can you conceive that? Can you believe that? that the Lord is opening new doors that have never been open while the world is trying to shut everything down. I'll say the world and the devil is trying to shut everything down, but the Lord is opening new doors, new doors of opportunity that have not been opened until right now. That's a great way of looking at it, right? Because in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Now, if you go to the internet and look up that quote, 
there'll be two or three people that claim that quote. Have you ever looked up quotes and wondered why that person said it and then that person said it and that person claimed it and that person claimed it? Because everybody wants to be quotable. Everybody wants to speak with wisdom. That's a good thing. Let's not fight over who said it and who claimed to say it. But in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. I was on a Zoom call this week with a lawyer and two pastors. And these pastors happen to be from California. And so there is uh, apparent persecution from the government of California toward churches. And so the lawyer is trying to negotiate that and navigate that and actually bring, bring it to a court decision, whether it is in the California courts or whether it goes to the Supreme Court. But guys, we are living in evil times. We're living in times where it, it's not just a pandemic going on. It's not just racial, racial injustice and, 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 and racial tension going on in our country. But the enemy has a plan to shut the church down. And we've got to, we've got to acknowledge that. We've got to acknowledge that we're living in evil times. And that some states are more restricted than, than others. And that we, we need to do our part so that we're above reproach. We don't flaunt the fact that our God reigns, right? We are subject to natural laws. And then we're subject to the governing authorities. That's why in First Timothy it says, pray for those who govern over you. And live without reproach. And so there's this fine balance that we find ourselves in right now at this moment. Things are right at a balance. And we didn't cause any of this, but we're living in it. And so we need to see the opportunities and see what God wants us to do and be able to do what he wants us to do and take full advantage of every opportunity that comes to us every day. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. Look at this scripture. And if you want to look at the notes, you can always go to lifeway.church forward slash 08-02-20. That gives you the digital notes. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says this. Paul is writing again, and he says, there's an amazing door of opportunity. Everybody say door of opportunity. Amazing door of opportunity, standing wide open for me to minister here. Even though there are many who oppose and stand against me. I think Paul was a positive person because he, he said it was an amazing, it was a big door, a wide door of opportunity in some translations. So Paul saw how wide the door is, was. But he also saw that there was going to be opposition. And the opposition standing against him didn't prevent him from walking through that door. He said, pray for me that I would be able to speak the words that God wants me to speak. Because it's the truth of God's word that sets people free. And that's why God opens these doors for us to walk through. Last week we talked about seeing 
these doors of opportunity and seeing this opportunity, seeing with the eyes of faith and learning how to become more positive than negative. Today I want to talk uh, more about hearing these opportunities. Hearing the knock. You know, if, if opportunity knocks, you've got to be somewhere where you can hear the knock to respond to the opportunity to take advantage of the opportunity and walk through that amazing wide door of opportunity. Because I believe for everyone in here, I can say this without a doubt, everyone in here, you have opportunities it's right before you. Some you see, you may have a glimpse of and some you don't even see that could happen here in the next couple of months. God's not finished with 2020. Even though the world wants to write it off as a wash, right? The world wants to write it off, but God's not finished. They wanted to write Jesus off. Could anything good come from that little town, right? Did any, anything ever good come out of Nazareth? A, a Jew, a carpenter, really? Listen, God, it, it doesn't take much. Moses with a stick. I feel, I, I feel like Moses with a stick right now. That's all, that's all I have. That's all I have. Here's my stick. Here's my stick. And God said, hold it out and watch what I'll do. Hold it out and watch what I'll do. Guys, I'm trying to just give you my stick. It's the word of God. The only thing I have, it's the only thing I have, it's the only thing I've ever had that worked, <laughs> right? And so take this stick, man, the opportunities, a wide door, the Red Sea opening, what, whatever it is that God has called you to do, it's in, it's in that place of faith where you're holding up what he has for you. James chapter 1, I want you to see that Anytime that there's an opportunity, there's always opposition. James chapter 1 and verse 2 says this. James 1 verse 2, the Passion Translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Do you wake up in the morning and, and, and hit an obstacle and go, what a joy. <laughs> what, what an invaluable opportunity. Or do you go and run for the bed and try to dive under the covers? We should look at every opportunity as an invaluable Joy, invaluable opportunities as the greatest joy that you can have. Another joy that I can express. The power of God working in me to succeed, to overcome. You know, to overcome, you have to come over something, right? So where there's, where there's an opportunity, there's going to be opposition. And so the, 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 the Holy Spirit spoke to me about this word opportunity. And there's kind of three phases are in the process of opportunity. Number one, the first phase is preparation phase. 
You want to be prepared. You want to get ready. You want to be ready and be prepared before opportunity, before the opportunity. And then number two, you have to recognize that it's an opportunity because there's, we were just singing about slumbering. Don't slumber, don't sleep. We could, we could be so slumbering and so asleep that we miss the opportunity and fail to recognize that opportunity. And a lot of opportunities in our life, and we can say this and attest to this, only come around one time, right? They're trying to land that capsule today. Anybody know about the, the Dragon X that's coming down? It's going to splash down in, in the waters off of the coast of Florida. So they, they left the space station last night, in case you don't know. They've been up there a couple of months, and they're splashing down today. But there's a window of opportunity, and they've calculated it, and they've got to get to that hole right there and hit that hole and then splash down. And so we've got to be precise. We've got to look for and recognize that window of opportunity. And then the third thing is we have to just step out, step out. So we have to prepare, we have to recognize, and we have to step out. We have to take that opportunity that God has presented to us. Beginning August the 10th, we're going to go through 21 days of prayer and fasting. From August 10th to August 30th. And I'm going to challenge you to pray like you've never prayed before. Not only for yourself, but for our church, for our community, and for our nation, and for the world. God is doing a new thing, and we must perceive it. We have to wake up. We have to look up. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look on the harvest because it's ready to be reaped. And guys, we are living in the most opportune time that we've ever lived in. People in the world are hanging their head. I mean, never a time where you could go to the, the supermarket, the supermarket, what, this grocery store now. We used, back in the day, we called it a supermarket. <laughs> supermarket the grocery store and they got these masks on you can't even smile at anybody you're like I want you to know I'm smiling at you look over here because I want to give you a smile I'm trying to give you a smile and you can't even see my smile never a day that we just walked around like a bunch of zombies with you know opportunity it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for the love of God the light of God to shine out of us in maybe a different way a different way take somebody's buggy and put it back then squirt your hands and with hand sanitizer right be creative but move with love we've got to pray everybody say we've got to pray part of being equipped to recognize opportunities is, is having the ears to hear and listen to what the Lord says listening to what the Lord says I need to mention that on the 28th of August, we're going to have a night of worship in here. That's a Friday night, and we're going to worship the Lord for an hour and a half or so and pray. And so that's going to kind of end up our 21 days of prayer. But we're going to have uh, emails going out and different things to help you pray through the 21 days. We're going to have uh, Zoom prayer meetings every day. And so um, we want to invite you to pray with us. We're going to join together in prayer and watch God work. Opportunities are moments in time that we either step into because we're ready or we miss because we're not. 
Opportunities are moments in time that we either step into because we're ready or we miss because we're not. And so the question is, are we ready? Are we ready? Here's a couple of other quotes about opportunities. Finding opportunity is a matter of believing it's there. And that says that faith is required. Here's one. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity. And here's one by Thomas Edison. This is a really good one. Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. <laughs> right? We want God to just drop it down. Right? And the Lord uses us to work together with him to bring things to pass. So let's talk about the noise of the world for just a couple of minutes. There's so many more outlets today than there was 20, 30 years ago. The outlets that are out there, social media and with the, with the internet and all the things that are out there. I'm not sure about you, but I feel most of the time overloaded with all the information. It, it just drains you because there's so many ways that you can get information and news. And now we're at a place in our country and really in the world where there's a lot of strife and contention between nations that you don't even know what to believe anymore. And so I, I, I want to ignore it, but know that I can't totally ignore it. And so you, you have to be discerning. You have to use wisdom and you have to rely on the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, to bear witness to, to tell you from the inside what is truth and what is not so much truth. And so there's the distraction of this age. There is the, 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 the age that we're living in, and there's a spirit behind the age and a spirit behind the world that we're living in. And if we're not, if we're not careful, like Ephesians 5 says, that we should be very careful how we live and like Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that we, we shouldn't be pressed into the world's mold, but we should be transformed by renewing our mind with the word. If we're not careful, we can fall under that spirit of the age that is trying to deceive and lie to us and appeal to our emotions and get us out from under God's covering into a battle of the flesh. And we should remember Ephesians 6.10 where it says that, that we have the full armor of God, that we're, the weapons of our warfare, warfare are not carnal. We're not fighting a flesh battle. Don't allow the devil to get you in the flesh. But there's so many voices. It's almost like noisy neighbors in apartment living. You know, that was, that's the challenge with apartment living, if you've ever lived in an apartment, Right? You live right beside somebody. And no matter how quiet they try to be, you can always hear everything. It's like until you just want to pull your hair out and knock the wall and say, be quiet. <laughs> and then you start a war. Boom, boom, boom. Stop, stop, stop. Boom, boom, boom. Stop. <laughs> You're being too noisy. You can't get away from it. And that's what the, <laughs> it's like the world. It's just 
this noise everywhere and people are shouting over each other and everyone's irritated and everyone's just distracted from the real purpose and the real issue. The issue, the real issue begins to be lost because everyone's just shouting and nobody's hearing one another. And so there's noise all over the place. And that affects your hearing. It affects your hearing. It affects your ability to hear the Holy Spirit. The more that you listen to the world, it affects your ability to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Think about Job. Job had some friends <laughs> that tried to help him when he was in a difficult time. And you, you can read about it in Job. I'm not going to go to every verse there, but he had some friends. Eliphaz, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Well, friends like that, I mean, you know. <laughs> what kind of good advice are you going to get? But when Job had lost everything, they came to him and tried to console them while blaming him. Have you ever had friends like that? It's your fault. You sinned. You're the problem. That's no help. But again, you've got things coming at you all the time. And sometimes it's people that are really close to you. They think what they're saying to you is helping you when it's really doing the opposite. Right? There's noise everywhere. And this noise is negative. Most of the time it's negative. Like I said last week, I don't have proof of this, but I believe that there's more negativity than positivity. And you go to your place of employment or even your family members. You think about your, your family as they all get together. It turns negative really quick. And so we have to try... Uh, and, and become, not just try, but become, because we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, become more positive than Job's friends were negative. How about Nehemiah? Nehemiah's doing a great work. He's following God. He's up on the wall. He's rebuilding the walls. The watchman on the wall, he's there. And enemies are coming. Anytime you step up to do something for God, expect the enemies to come. They came to him, and they plotted to harm him. They opposed him. They intimidated him with false reports. They, they tried to deceive him with false prophets. And they were saying, come down off the wall and quit working. And so the enemy is, is coming against people right now saying, come down off the wall you're never going to keep your house. You're never going to keep your job. I've got you. This is the worst time you've ever lived in, and you're going down. This is the last time you're going down. And the enemy wants you to quit, just like the enemy wanted uh, Nehemiah to quit. But there's two things that you need to do. Quit listening to the enemy, and don't quit. Look at your neighbor and say, don't quit. It's not time to quit. It's time to refire. It's time to get in our prayer chamber. It's time to close the door and get with our Father and say, Lord, I need to be <laughs> powered up. All these 
movies that we've had over the years of just this, these superheroes, they receive power from something. We are charged with the power of God, but we have to spend time away from the noisy negatives and get under the voice of God. Subject ourselves to the voice of God so that we can hear and tune our hearing into what God wants us to hear and not just living in this negative, noisy world. How about Jesus when he was tempted of the devil? Again, here, here's Jesus, the opportunity to go and preach the gospel. He had just been anointed by his father. Uh, John baptized him in the, in the river. It wasn't John Starling. It was John the Baptist. John, we have a John. He comes up. The Heavenly Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. He's baptized with the Holy Spirit. The first thing that the Spirit does is lead him into the wilderness to be tested and tempted of the devil 40, 40 days. And so this negative noise comes to Jesus right as he's at the edge of this opportunity to go and heal and deliver people right? Every time you come to this place of opportunity, there'll be negative opposition that comes to you. And think about the devil. I mean, the devil, he took the words from God, twisted them, and tried to use them against Jesus. If the devil would do that to Jesus, he could do that to us. Right? That's why we have to study to show ourselves approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Knowing what the Bible says. Knowing to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. So that we're not duped and deceived like the devil tried to do with Jesus. But Jesus raised up that shield of faith. And said, no, I recognize you. And here's my, the sword of my spirit and said, it is written, it is written, it is written. So this is how we combat this noisy negative from the world and from the enemy. The voices from the wrong sources are trying to pull you away from the opportunities that God has set before you. When you listen with your ears connected to the Holy Spirit, you'll recognize the source. Anything that you do for God will have opposition. That's why it's so important to hear the voice of the Lord continually. Continually. That's why Jesus pulled himself away for prayer. That's why he, he brought those uh, with him to the garden and asked them to pray. Do you think about why Jesus asked them to pray? He was teaching them to have fellowship and relationship and communion with the Heavenly Father. Notice, notice what Jesus did not tell them. Stay right here and pray for me that I'll do the right thing. <laughs> I need your prayers right now. I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to do the right thing. No, he asked them to pray for their benefit. Right? <laughs> and so we pray. And we go into times of prayer 
for the benefit of being connected to our Father so that we can hear his voice, so that when we're facing that challenge, listen, remember those guys that he brought with him, Peter, James, and John, that sat outside the garden? They weren't the ones that were going to be crucified. That they were going to experience some persecution, but Jesus brought them with him to show them how to go through a difficult situation. So we've got to pull ourselves away from the noisy negatives and the noise from the enemy, the noise from the world. Being challenged is inevitable, but being defeated is optional. We have to block out the noise. Block out the noise. This is one of the greatest inventions of all time. It is earphones, earpods, not just any kind of earpods. These are noise-canceling earpods, buds, earbuds, whatever. I like them because I can tune everybody out. I can't hear you. <laughs> no, actually I can because I don't have anything playing in them at the moment. But as an illustration, they're doing some really cool things now with AirPods, earbuds. Not just making them um, noise, uh, uh, sound, isolation, but noise canceling. So I don't know how it works, but it actually... Uh, blocks out sound. We have to block out the world so that we can hear the Holy Spirit. We choose what we hear. And we need to do this in a spiritual way. We need to block out what's going on around us. That's why I, I, I really love these. We can block out everything that we don't want to hear so that we can hear what we want to hear. These worked for me when I, last year in July, when I ran the Peachtree Road Race. Some of you know the, these are really bothering me right now, so I'm taking them out. Some of you know that I, I was running the Peachtree Road Race last year, and I had an opportunity to do that just two weeks before the start of the race on July 4th. And my mind and my body said, you're going to do what? Somebody gave me their number, and it was always a dream to do that. And so I had two weeks. And I put myself on the treadmill, and I would, you know, I would run about an hour my, at a time. And I built up to that. And, and so in my mind, I'm like, if I can go an hour and ten minutes on the treadmill, maybe I've got a chance of making it to the end of the Peachtree Road Race without calling the ambulance. So I did, a, I, I, I did a thing. I brought the earplugs and I put praise and worship music on the whole race. It did take me an hour and nine minutes to go the 6.2 miles. 
But I believe, and the whole time my head and my body are going, what are you doing? The whole time the praise music was saying, go, go, go. You can do it. You can do it. And man, I was just praising, praising the Lord. And, and it really is it's an, uh, a physical illustration, a natural illustration of the power of worship in your life. I kept going. I kept being pulled to the end of that race because I had already set my mind that I was going to do it and that I had, I had trained a little bit, but really it was the Lord and the words from the Lord that were driving me and pulling me along. And so we have to be wise and discerning to what's going in our heart. We've been given a hearing aid, the Holy Spirit. Look at John chapter 15. Every one of us who are born again have a hearing aid. A hearing aid. In John 15, 26, Jesus said, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father or comes from the Father, he will testify of me. And so our hearing aid is the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And one chapter down, John 16, 13, Jesus says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And so the Holy Spirit tells us what Jesus says. The Holy Spirit confirms the Word of God in our heart. He's our hearing aid. And when we need to make a decision and we're in the middle of an opportunity and we need to discern, is this good or is this God? Is this me? Is it the enemy or is it God? We go into our secret place. We tune out the world and we tune in the Lord. We need to hear from heaven or we'll miss the opportunity. We're created by God to hear his voice. Mark chapter 7 and verse 16, Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, he's not talking about the physical ears. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He said that multiple times, which shows us and proves to us that he wants us to hear with our heart. And that there's a difference there. He wasn't referring to our natural ears. He wants us to be tuned in to heaven. There was a time in Paul's life where he was headed to Asia. Oh, that's a good thing. I'm a minister of the gospel. Let's go to Asia. Sometimes it seems right to us when the Holy Spirit forbid him from going to Asia. It says that in Acts chapter 16. The Holy Spirit forbid him from going to Asia. And that's when in Troas, Paul stopped in Troas. He had a vision from the man uh, from Macedonia. And that man said, hey, come over here. And so Paul went to Macedonia because he followed the Lord and not going into Asia. Guys, we can have one thing in our mind and be headed in a certain direction, but we have to keep the ears of our heart tuned to the voice of the Lord. 
or we might end up in the wrong place. Not every opportunity that seems right is from the Lord. So important that we connect with him on a daily basis. One more scripture, John chapter 10. This is awesome. This scripture never gets old. This scripture never gets old. John chapter 10 and verse 27. Jesus said, my sheep. <laughs> That's me. I'm just a sheep. Jesus, I don't need to know what you know. I don't need to try to be smarter than you. I just follow you. If I, if I can just follow Jesus, I will end up at the right place at the right time for the right reason with the right people doing the right thing. Somebody say amen. amen. If, I, if I can just follow Jesus, I don't need to be the, the brightest, the most intelligent with all the pieces of paper on my wall. Come on. And all the followers on Instagram and Facebook and yabba dabba do, right? I don't have to be the biggest, the best, and the brightest. I just have to be a follower of Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever you tell me, wherever you tell me, that's where we'll go. Whatever you feed me, that's what I'll eat. Yes. My sheep listen to my voice. That's in the New International Version. So we can hear his voice, but are we listening to his voice? That's two different things. You know, as you were, you were growing up, you were like me. And when mama's calling you, you're like, ah, I think I hear something. And all your friends around you are like, that's your mom, that's your mom. You better get home. Ah, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's my mom or not. I, I can play another, I can play a little bit. <laughs> we can play a little bit longer. It's not dark yet. Mama's not calling me. That's not her voice. There's two different things in hearing the voice and listening to the voice. Are we listening to Jesus? If we're listening to him, we're going to follow him. That's the qualifier. Are you following Jesus today, not yesterday, because yesterday's over. It's today. Will, will you choose to follow Jesus tomorrow? We have to choose to listen to his voice more and more so that we can readily recognize his voice. We, we need to recognize his voice quickly in the days that we're living in because they're becoming more and more evil. Let me say that again because guys, we're not living on a faith cloud here and denying reality. We need to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit more quickly today because the days ahead of us may not be what we think but we've got him he's got us we're in the middle of listen with Moses standing before the Red Sea with that stick in his hand he was in the right place at the right time doing the right thing with the right people for the right reason I don't need for the circumstances to look bright for me to have faith in God We have the victory no matter what it looks like. We have the victory no matter what people are saying. We have the victory. And it's in these times where we find ourselves 
that we have to make the most of every opportunity. We have to take full advantage of every day because the days that we're living in are not like they were yesterday. But I'm looking toward that day that we're with him face to face. And the time between now and then is really, really short. The Bible says that our life is like a vapor. It appears and then it vanishes away. Really, reality we only have today. And so if you're watching, you're, maybe you're here in the building, uh, it's time for that opportunity. It's a decision time right now. If you, if you don't know Jesus, you can know Jesus intimately, quickly. All you, all you have to do is just agree that he is who he says he is. He's the son of God. He was born of a virgin. He gave his life. He gave his blood. He loves you and he's here to save you. And we just choose to follow him. It's a daily thing, a daily thing. That's all he asks of us. Hey, will you follow me today? I'll take you beside the green pastures. Even though you walk, even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Because he, he, he guides us with his staff. He takes care of us. God's our protector. If you need Jesus today, I want you to pray this prayer right there where you are. If you're here in the building, pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for your word. I do believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came to this earth, that he died for me. He shed his blood for my salvation, and I receive your free gift of eternal life right now. Forgive me of all my sin and cleanse me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can walk with you every day, overcoming in every way. In Jesus' name. That's the first step in, in a life that matters, a life that's filled with purpose, a life that's connected to God. That's the greatest step. And that, that same step, we, we wake up. Let's not take it for granted, guys. This is how we enjoy and we experience the joy of our salvation when we wake up every day and we take a breath and we're like, I belong to him. He belongs to me. He, we're one. He gave his life so that I could live. That salvation wakes us up every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Let's all stand before we, before we go. If this message was a blessing to you, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with someone you know. 
And if you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at www.lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the LifeWay Church Podcast, and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.